It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Don't spill it, Jay. Not Jay, don't do spill we it. Have Kool-Aid. I'm moving my phone. It matches your shirt. Of course it does, man. Of course <laughs> it does, man. The triumphant return. <laughs> you feel you feel better? I feel great. Especially the Browns got that dub. The Browns got that dub. I'm ready to get into it. I, this this is beautiful, beautiful thing. I was jumping up and down. Post game went well. Uh, we we, we got to go. G go. Yeah, we we got us something. We got us something ready to well, go. Well, let's start this way. We're gonna go around the horn. Ninety seconds from each of us. First impressions on the win. Let's go to G. You want to start? I, he hasn't oh, been on in a while. First impression with the <laughs> win is listen. We this is what you've been waiting for. This is what you wanted to see. I, and I'm the I'm the I'm the king of the Kool Aid Mafia, and it was getting kind of sketchy for me. I'm like, come on, Deshaun Watson. I had to get on my knees and pray a little bit. You're supposed to pray for your people. And I said, all right, let's see what what, what we gonna do. Comes out, besides the backwards lateral pass, <laughs> that man was cooking. Everybody should now be at least at ease with knowing that from here. People could get better, and, and the Browns will continue to do their thing. Kareem Hunt was a warm, fuzzy blanket for me. I'm like, oh, this is a heartwarming story. <laughs> we got Kareem Hunt. Look, he's jumping over people again. And by the way, this defense might be one of the greatest defenses I've seen, and it might be of all time. Wow. <laughs> we've, we've put up a poll already. That's Three games in. 85, ba- <laughs> 85 Bears yes. against the 23 Browns. 85 Bears guarantee you the 23 Browns wins. Oh, oh one thousand sure. percent. In this in this fan base, yeah. seventy-five twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. Miles we'll read those there. results later, Jason. Here's the ninety be- seconds. Here's the best. I don't need ninety seconds. Here's the best part about the way the defense is playing. Miles Garrett is happy and he's engaged, and not maritally, but to this team. And, <laughs> and just I, the, I didn't, hadn't heard that. <laughs> just, just the fact that. You know, I keep telling you guys, Miles ain't going to be here forever, man. He ain't going to sit around. He's not going to be Joe Thomas. He's not going to spend 15 years here losing. They have to put it together. They have to win. And to see Miles, we saw him with the basketball crossover a couple weeks ago. We saw him just absolutely screwing with the Titans yesterday. That's all it was. I, I told him after the game, I said, you're just messing with them, aren't you? He goes, yeah, I just want to mess with them. And we'll get into a little bit more of that later on. But he's having fun. And he loves playing in this defensive scheme. He loves the talent around him. That, more than anything... Aside from Deshaun, Deshaun has to play well. That's the most important number one. One A is Miles. Miles' health and well-being. And he is locked in and engaged and happy to be here and happy with where this thing is headed. And Deshaun, we finally saw it. You know it's still in there. Now, this doesn't mean everything's fixed. It's not. But it's proof that he still has it. It's still in there somewhere. And now he has to do it week in and week out. We talk about it all the time. Consistency in the quarterback play. It can't be here and then here and then over here and over there. It's always up here. And now that's to build on. Obviously, two huge games coming up now with Baltimore and San Francisco. 
but you know it's in there. He <gasps> delivered what he needed to deliver. Coming off the Nick Chubb injury, coming off how down this team was. We talked about it last year. A devastating blow in week two. They came back and won on a short week at home in week three. They did it again. A devastating blow in week two, a tough loss this year. And they came back with a big win on a short week in game in week three. Before Bull goes, you've been around us too long. He started saying, I won't need 90 seconds. He needed two minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I was you've been thinking, hanging out with I was us thinking too long, the exact Freddy. same thing. I was like, man, that's an awful. He, uh, he thought he was going for 40 they, seconds. They, they, he's been I hanging would, around with the filler boys. Yeah, that's right. Y'all, <laughs> that's true. Y'all been going with three people in that panel. I said, yes. Yeah. That's the one in 90. I haven't seen in weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Bull, you're up. Let me tell you something here. We have all watched a lot of Browns football, and I'll, I'll speak specifically for the past 12, 13, this is my 13th season covering the Browns, and we have not seen a lot of great wins. This was a great win. It was an A performance. The defense was fantastic. Miles Garrett led the way with one of his the greatest games he's ever played, but the most exciting thing was the performance of Deshaun Watson. Yes, I get it. we got to see more from Deshaun Watson. One game doesn't prove it's all the, the negative is behind him, but for this day, on this one day, he kicked some butt. He played excellently well in this game. Yeah, there was the one pass backwards, which was insane. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. But the rest of the game, he made great decisions all day long. And yeah, I could say, calm down. It's only 2-1, and one, and the Steelers are 2-1, and one, and the Ravens are 2-1. But what the heck fun would that be? I've got gifts to give away. Let's go. I'm giving stuff away. Thanks what? to my buddy Ian Rockwood and Party Animal, a company in Westlake. I got Brown's flag. I got a Brown's flag. I got, I got, I got Nick Chubb. Uh, what's this called? Aprons. <laughs> Nick Chubb aprons. What Browns fan would not want a Nick Chubb apron? I'm giving them away. I'm going to give away more Browns stuff. If I'm you knock over that Kool-Aid, Do not slam the table. We I am not going to knock over the Kool-Aid because I don't put my feet on the table like you guys. I, my feet can't reach that high. So listen, I'm giving this stuff away. We'll be giving it away. I don't know how. Well, let's go Browns. It was a great win. We're going tailgating. We're going partying. We're going to have fun. Deshaun Watson played well. Yeah, they couldn't run the ball, but who gives a rat's ass? They won the game. Let's go. Beat the freaking Ravens who lost. Yes. I hate to rain on your parade. Are we allowed to give anything away on the show? I can give it. I'll give it. I'll give away we'll, on Twitter. We'll figure it out. When okay, we go good. Tailgating bowl, we will give those out. Director Steve will come out here and murder you if that Kool Aid pitcher. Falls I am not. No, no over. one's going to spill it. That, best uh, that, that was a great rant. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, kudos to you, Bull. Kudos Thank to you. you. Thank you. Uh, I just want to point out. You may have seen this yesterday, but uh, it really hit me. On the twenty-fourth day of the month, the Browns playing for number twenty-four. And Kareem Hunt wearing number 24 as he walks back into Cleveland Browns Stadium for the first time since rejoining the team, won by 24 points. Crazy. Could there be anything more fitting as a tribute to number 24, Nick Chubb? And we had talked on Friday. Is this talk or will they walk the walk? I don't know if it was for Nick. I don't know if they were carrying him in their minds on every play. But if they play like this the rest of the year, they're no doubt a playoff team. And then we can start talking about how far this team can go. Echo Bull's point, the number one takeaway, and I know the defense was great, and I know if it wasn't for a turnover, this defense hasn't allowed a snap from scrimmage in the red zone this year. Think about that for it's a insane. second. Three games in, if not for a turnout, a turnover, they have not allowed a snap in the red zone this year. And if I'm not mistaken, on that possession, they pushed them out of the red zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minus yeah. nine yards With the on the drive. Tremendous defensive effort. This is an 
all-time great Browns defense since the rebirth. Shouldn't say all-time. But in my lifetime, it just conjures up memories of the late 80s Browns defense. They've got a stout front end. They've got a stingy back end. All of the elements are there. We talked about the postseason, Jim Schwartz, the overwhelming number one offseason acquisition of this team. He's proving it week in and week out. Wow. Who won? (laughs) Who won? We'll throw the pause out there. Oh, my. I know. I I caught it. I caught it. I thought we were allowed that we couldn't do that. (laughs) We can do it once in a while. I I, I look up and all of a sudden I see this man right in my mouth. I'm I'm trying not to laugh. I I caught it as it was coming out. I caught it and I'm like, Please don't anyone say. By the way, Jay, when you first sat down, I thought for a second you were wearing a knapsack. That that shirt looks a little like those are knapsacks. It looks like I have a, um, a backpack. A backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. A backpack. A backpack. A backpack. Yes. Yeah, backpack with a spray oh orange tan on, like a backpack just naked. Yeah, right, there, you there you go. There you go. I am actually. What a fun nice. day! I oh. mean, what a great game it was. Can anybody remember the last time we put in a backup quarterback in mop up duty? Oh, my when the hell did that happen? Well, when they've been losing by a lot. Yes. No, I mean, I yeah, mean, just clearly on a win, guys. This was a backwards weekend. We had to sweat out the Buckeyes win, and we watched the Browns like we usually watch Ohio State on Saturdays. I didn't know what to do with myself. Well, I meant to look this up. When's the last time the Browns won back-to-back home games by three touchdowns? Like, I I don't know. goodness. That's a great question. I don't know. I I don't either. Yeah, who knows? Not in this lifetime. Not in this... I don't Browns think it's happening. I mean, maybe the playoffs. There's probably here. some random time that you just can't I don't, think of. I don't where they played two good well, weeks three in the touchdowns. What is, what, what is the last time people punt the football and you'd be like, oh, good, we get to watch defense? Like, I'm watching yeah, that's the, been a long time. I'm watching yeah. the Browns like, well, forget the offense. We'll, I hope they get some points, but I'm trying to see how many yards they don't give up. Like, they, like this is historical. 70 something yards. We put a lid on the best running back, one of the best running backs in the game. I think Christian McCaffrey kind of has that crown yeah. for me now. Yeah. But Derrick Henry's still top three, maybe top two with Chubb being gone. And he was as frustrated as I can ever remember seeing him pro or college. I I think part of it was their – I think part of his frustration was their lack of usage of him. But I know my... I, but, well, they weren't they, using him because it wasn't working when they were. But they did stifle him, but I agree. But, but I know Mike wanted to start with Deshaun Watson. First, we got to say hello yes. to Mikey McNuggets behind the glass. Your What's thoughts? up, guys? What it is think, a glorious man? Victory Monday. It is a lot of fun coming into work on it. Victory Mondays. The atmosphere of the city, as someone who lives downtown, after the game, as people are leaving Brown Stadium, walking yeah. back to their cars, going out, it's like contagiously electrifying in the best way possible and it's the first time in my life I've lived you know two miles from a stadium where people are literally walking out back out and it's hard not to have like a giant smile on your face in like a cheesy way just absorbing the energy from the 70,000 people leaving Brown Stadium you're you're right it's a lot of fun uh if you guys missed it Brown's fever the post game show from yesterday myself Earl and G I didn't cough no I said McNuggets has caught it Brown's, Brown's fever. fever. Oh, I'm all the in. The Giants Brown's fever. So you're you're like on this bandwagon with both feet now. Well, when my paycheck depends on the Browns winning, screw the Giants. My, my feet, <laughs> my hands, my legs. I will see Bell buckling into the Browns' success yeah. for quite a while. If you guys missed the postgame show yesterday, uh, Earl spoke on what that meant. On that what that <sighs> win meant for him. It was the anniversary of his father passing yesterday oh, too. Oh wow. And, when Nick Chubb was playing, uh, they won by 24 his points, birthday. as you alluded it his, to. It was his dad's birthday, not the anniversary of him passing. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Bro, was it your dad's birthday yesterday? So yesterday my dad would have been 62 years old. His wow. birthday is September mm-hmm. 24th. There like you go, Jay. that's what it was. I thought it was pretty cool. My dad's birthday is the 24th. I wore my custom jersey, the honor mm-hmm. tub, and my dad at the same time. Nice. And they go out there and win for 24, and they win by 24 points. So for me personally, yeah. outside of just the job and everything else, I needed that win for personal reasons. Yeah, it was so. big. So if you didn't get a chance to go check it out, Earl had a great testimony on the postgame show. It's on our YouTube page. And then outside of that testimony, we went for an hour and a half on why the Browns absolutely laid a can of ass whooping on the Titans. Tune in, check it out. It was a lot of fun. And last thing, the blue Kool-Aid, as you see out there, we let Evan419 in the chat yesterday pick what flavor of Kool-Aid we were pouring up. So if the Browns win... <clears throat> From now till the end of the season, we're going to let one person who's in the live chat of the postgame show pick nice. what kind of Kool-Aid we are pouring and idea. making for the next day's victory. And by the way, drink any? by the way, we'll, we'll talk to Steve. I'm going to say this once a week. If they let it happen, I'm so gracious as being the leader of the Kool-Aid Mafia. I would like to donate and give away one free T-shirt every single week. Kool-Aid Mafia to, to one of the people in the chat or whoever watches. We'll figure out how we do it, but I'll make sure they can. How are the shirts selling? I'll get with way? legal on that because there's some things. After, do we have numbers yet? Uh, uh, they stopped, and then they went right back through the roof because the Browns won. So Isn't right it now. funny how that works? It, I done sold, this is crazy. This is testament to y'all. I think I done sold probably about, it, it, it isn't at quite at 1,000. But it's oh probably it's probably like around right. nine. Last time I checked was like nine nineteen. Okay, mm-hmm. and this is the first time you've worn it on the show, to my recollection. No, I had a black one on last time. Oh, you did. Okay, but I got this one. You see how it matches with the Kool Aid? I man. love it. Yeah. And so we had a picture great. of somebody wearing that. At that I think that exact T shirt. Yeah, I, I got stopped in the Muni lot yesterday, you. and some guy said, "Tell G. Bush, I hope he's feeling better." And check this out. He pulled up his That's Nick Chubb jersey. Fire! Kool Aid yeah. Mafia shirt on. And we got underneath. some for big people too. We got three X, four X's, five X's. Smart man. So we got you. All right, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. That's where we have to start because for the eight-game sample size that we saw, it clearly wasn't good enough. This was the game, we talked about it on Friday, with the back end of their defense being as low-rated as they have been, this was the one that matched up for him breaking out, and that's exactly what he did. Guys, I know he missed on six passes, but honestly, four of those, by my memory, were throwaways. Mm -hmm. He was being rushed. One was a drop early mm-hmm. on on a third down play. We dropped the pass. Right. Maybe a little too hard thrown, but it hit the man. right. It hit, and I think only one was a true misfire. On the sideline, yep. And when you, when you rack that up, I don't care how bad this Titans defense is. Those are the numbers we paid for right there. Now, we got to yep. get them for a lot. We need, we need eight of those and one clunker. Mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah, anybody could play that way once in a while. But he, that's got to be the norm. And yes. if that is the norm a lot with of this defense yeah. and with this kicker. They'll win the division. 
They'll win the division. They will win the division if all of those things play out. 100%. In terms of Watson, I mean, he was fantastic. Again, we talked about the one play where his brain dropped out of his head. (laughs) I don't know what he was doing. They were very lucky not to turn it over there. But that was it. I mean, that's literally the only play I could say anything negative about. Was he feeling himself? You know how sometimes when a quarterback's just making everything work? That was kind of early. early. It was early before he really played. But he was, I mean, he was on target, it felt like, with every throw he made. He, he was on time. He was decisive in his decision-making. Uh, and guys got open. That helps, too, right? I mean, you know, that last touchdown on Amari Cooper, he gets wide open. And we know that, and we'll talk about it later. I don't want to get us bogged down, but that, that controversial call, which was a terrible call. Otherwise, he would have had more yardage, and Cooper would have had more yardage. He would have been too. over 300 if, yeah. that, if that was. Uh, but he had, I mean, the, the, what can you say? We For the first time for me, I know. Some others have lost, had lost some faith in him already. Last week was the first time I started losing the, my faith meter in, in Watson. It started to drop. And now, again, he's got to do it for more than one game. But my faith meter went right back up because I saw the guy that I saw in Houston. And we saw it once. Now we got to see it for most of the games the rest of the that's year. Right. Eight Especially, good ones, one clunker. That's yes. The, that's yeah, what everybody's going to have a bad game once in a while. Everybody's going to have a good game once in a while. The good quarterbacks have a majority of good games. That's what we got to see. And we got it through the roof yesterday with Watson. It was, it was excellent. The advanced metrics, he was even better than you think. And I wrote about this after the game. There's all these new age stats, right? And some of them mean more than others, and some of them no one has any idea what they mean. CPOE is completion percentage over expected. And it's basically, if this is the standard, this is what you're expected to do, how much better or worse are you? And it's hard to do it off one game. Like, it's not, it's, it's one of those stats that's better over a longer sample size. But Deshaun had the highest CPOE of the year yesterday at 19.2. So he's 19% higher than he should have been. And that's based on... Are you saying highest for him or the highest, highest for in any the quarterback? Highest in the league. That's what we need yeah. to see. Tua, that puts him in an elite category. Tua yesterday, when they hung 70 on Denver, Tua was 16 and a half. So Deshaun was better than Tua. Wow. In terms of... And, and, and some of those throws, I mean, credit to his receivers too. He was throwing to dudes who weren't open and he was put in spots where only they can catch it. And they made the catch. DPJ and Amari coming off the top mm, of my that head. That DPJ back shoulder throw. Mm, first of all, let's perfect. credit DPJ too. It mm. was first of all, you couldn't have walked it down there any better. Yeah. But receivers oftentimes will wait to reach for the ball until the very last second because they don't want the tell to the defensive back. If you go back and look at that catch, that's exactly what he did. He waited until the absolute last second for him to move his arms as to not key off key to the uh, corner that it was coming. It was that's textbook football, yeah. guys. The catch percentage on that play had to be pretty low. He had to make a perfect throw, and he had to make a perfect catch. But this is and what happens. But but we've seen this. I mean, we saw this with Baker, where he gets into a rhythm and he makes great throws. He made Brashard Perryman look like an All Pro for a year. Like when yeah. you catch a rhythm, when you catch fire, your receivers will go make plays like that. When you put the ball in spots where only they can catch it, he was he was great. And again, I'll go back to that stat. I know a lot of people aren't familiar with it, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it. And people who know it better than me say you get it's almost extra credit points for deep shots down the sidelines. And obviously he had a couple of those. But just the way that he commanded the offense, in terms of the the one play, we can get into that a little bit later. He lost his mind and panicked. That's all it was. I asked him about it after the game, and he was joking about it. But he just, he just we joke about it because it, it wasn't didn't a fact. Didn't matter. Yeah. Didn't like, he can't do that in a one score game. No, no. Particularly when the mantra coming into the football game was protect the football, yeah. and they had already turned the ball over once. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. You just cannot make that Doesn't mistake. Doesn't Elijah Moore already have two fumbles or three? 
He has at least two. two. I'll double check. I think he has two. Uh, we can't be having receivers dropping the ball, uh, fumbling the ball. Uh, like d- this, while we're on the Elijah anyway, Moore, let's not waste sorry. a lot of time with him. But this performance to I me, I haven't seen it yet. This this, this performance for me is is is, is an eighties Transformers movie. Optimus Prime dies. He passes the the matrix of leadership to Rodimus Prime who was Hot Rod, and he turned him into a monster that beat the Decepticons. Uh, eventually, Optimus Prime comes back, and he lives in I don't know what the hell you're talking about but right now, bro. But for, <laughs> for all y'all in the chat, you know what I'm talking about. This right here is, is the matrix of leadership passing on from Nick Chubb to Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun came into that building, and he understood the type of, uh, of leadership that Nick Chubb provided, and he understood it was the void. That made him step up. That made him step into the to the leader and perform on the field because there was no Nick Chubb to lean on. You have to now lead for the front. So when Deshaun, if you look at his whole career, he's always been a guy that steps up in university. You know, Clemson shouldn't be beating Alabama back in the day, but Deshaun just refused to lose. Then you fast forward to this game, no Nick Chubb, and you could just see the confidence with every single throw, the confidence when he moving around, the vintage uh, Deshaun Watson shaking people off. The guys have him. He shakes them off somehow, looks over and finds somebody. Sideline passes, precision, everything, his demeanor. And, and here's how I knew they was ready to go. At the end of the game, when you see the chest bump between Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski, You've never seen emotion like that in Kevin Stefanski since he's been here. He, he looked at him and said, this is the guy that's going to save my job. That's what that look is. That's what I'm talking about. You're going to save my job. You keep playing like this. Mm-hmm. And I was excited to see that, man. The, you know, that right there was like, yeah, that's the, that's the dude we've been looking at. That's the guy in the in meeting rooms that I'll be telling people. This is exactly why the Cleveland Browns could go very far. That picture right there. I think I like it also that. tells the story some, you know, may, maybe you could misread into it, but it also tells the story that Deshaun Watson believes in Kevin Stefanski because he chose to celebrate his first great performance right. as a Browns quarterback with his head coach. Yeah. You know, he didn't go over it. Like, I'm sure he celebrated with everybody else, but like some guys are like, eh, my head coach sucks. I'm not, I'm not dapping him up in this spot. And he did. I think that that has some. Well, I, I do too. Let's try to credit the performance, and that's always difficult because yeah. he could have turned a corner, could have had a great week of practice, he could have finally put some of these mental ba- pieces of baggage that he's carried with him behind him. What do we credit this to? Was why so good after looking so mediocre for eight games? I think a lot of it is what you talked about. Tennessee secondary is not very good. The weather was perfect, so all the conditions were there. And in terms of him, the one thing he said post game yesterday was I kept my emotions in check. And that's what he did not do in Pittsburgh Monday night. That's true. He got fined $35,000 for personal fouls and for celebrations and for everything else. His emotions were all over the place in that game. Sunday, he came back from the one panic play, and he kept his emotions under control, played well, thrived in the system. Everyone who was screaming about the play calling before – I think you they were way too hard oh, on the miraculously play calling. Play calling not a problem. Well, I can still. I there were still <laughs> plays that I didn't love, I, but the play calling. Look, when they work, they're great. Yeah. Well, Period. they were all intended I mean, to work. They all are intended. The problem yeah. that I had was running the flea flicker, the double reverse flea flicker pass, and three plays later running another double. I joked reverse. with Zach Jackson. Boy, they're emptying the bag on one. <laughs> like, they're, they're, what was that? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I got t- no problem. The tight end quarterback sneak, Jason. 
I've never. And then late in the game, Watson actually did a quarterback sneak. But yeah. I, I told you guys in the chat, we, I know we talked about this last year. Zach Jackson told me, like, Deshaun is not a good sneaker. But he did it, finally. He, yeah, but yeah. that doesn't mean he's good at it. And he he struggled with it in Houston. It sounds silly to say, but that's why they had Brissett in there last year. He's never been very good at quarterback sneaks. And I'll give a little credit to Stefanski because I thought one of the most creative but under-talked-about things about the game yesterday was this right here. He had the quarterback sneaks, and he put Harrison in. So on the second time, Harrison, guess what's coming? Well, when Harrison isn't under center in a situation where you would normally run a sneak, now you've got the defense thinking it's not a sneak. Harrison's not taking the snap. It's brilliant. And it worked. It worked. And it, now for the rest of the year, that's in teams' minds. What's going to happen if Harrison comes under center? And I bet there's a package where Harrison doesn't sneak it. Yeah. On a short third or short uh, third or fourth and short. I still don't think does something it to Harrison Bryant. I, I, I'm, but, I'm wondering, did, was he? Does he Bryant. have McNuggets? Did Harrison Bryant play uh, quarterback in high school at any uh, level? I will double check. Give me one second. Because I I would be nervous as a coach about to take a snap under center. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to have good hands. He's a pass catching tight end. He's yes. got good hands. Right. And I'm sure this is something that they they have faith in him or they wouldn't do. Be oh, doing they love Harrison. Bryant. I wonder why. Harrison, I don't know why. Why not? They they they, they spot shadow. Who doesn't have good great hands? Let's open up. The Pittsburgh Steelers game yeah. with, with a nice little uh, you know comeback route from Harrison. They spot. I think they related. Let me find out on Family Tree DNA Ancestry.com. Yeah, that him and Savansky is related. He loves Harrison Bryant. He loves him. And I think it's imperative for Deshaun Watson to follow this up with another good game next week because then you get to go oh. in the bye and you're feeling great. Yeah, you're feeling. He's feeling great now because we all know San Francisco's the best defense they're going to face all year. The week after that. You want to be feeling great, him coming off sure. two games. We'll do more of that later in the week. But I, I, you want him to really be able to follow that up with another great performance. What, what was that, Mikey? So according to his NFL bio, it doesn't tell you. So I went back and looked at his college okay. bio. As a freshman in high school, he did play quarterback. Ah, as high a freshman in high school. And then as a senior, you ready for these stats real quick? He moved to tight end. 39 catches, 608 yards, 10 touchdowns, 138 tackles, 11 sacks. Wow. <laughs> Harrison, who would have known he's a monster? Get after it. <laughs> and then he went to Florida Atlantic College. But, no, he played, according to his Florida Atlantic bio, okay. one year of quarterback in high school on the freshman team. Uh, you, you mentioned his composure, and I think it's, it's, it's easy to have great composure when you're front running. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love the fact that he turned it around. I think what we saw in the Pittsburgh game was the frustration boiling up to the surface. He kept saying, I'm not concerned, I'm not concerned, but he played like, uh-oh. He played like he was panicking for his NFL life. The face mask penalties, come on. Yeah. That's not who he is. That, that's reeked to me as a guy who was desperate to make something happen. What was, of everything that he did yesterday, all the components to his game, what was the most imp- impressive part of what he did to you guys? Was it his accuracy? Was it his decision-making? What was it? I mean, I think it was all of it. It's hard to separate one from the other. But yes, the accuracy, if I had to pick, would stand out to me because he's been so not accurate. That's been the most troubling thing about him is his accuracy to me. I mean, he's thrown so many balls in these past weeks in the ground. Eight yards out of bounds. Yeah, it was terrible. And yesterday, I can't remember a single throw where I said, oh, that's not a good throw. I mean, there may have been one or two, but I can't remember any. He was 82%. Ish, I think, right? Second best of his career. Second best of his career. And again, if you go back to the number I gave you, the CPOE, he should have been around 63%, which isn't terrible. 
but it's certainly not elite like 82%. And, yeah. and so that just, it, for, so for me to answer your question, it's, I think it's the accuracy. I, I think it was Stefanski uh, and the play call. Last week, last week we had a, well, I had a blog on the barbershop on UCSS. Y'all can check it out. Um, I, I said the key to unlocking uh, Deshaun Watson is the Baker Mayfield playbook. People lost it. They went crazy. What is G. Bush talking about? He lost his mind. But when you got into the blog and what I was trying to explain was one of the reasons that Baker looked good in his best year was they pared it down for him, right? The only problem is Baker has limitations in certain areas where teams caught on to that, and it made it a little, a little more difficult to, to run the bootlegs and the stuff and play action. But Deshaun Watson has upgraded in accuracy, upgraded in arm strength, upgraded in mobility size. So the things that Baker Mayfield did in his playbook that were shortcomings, Deshaun Watson elevated those type things. So when you look at it, I, I felt like when you watch Deshaun Watson, why not give him some of the easier throws to start cooking? Give him some of the deep outs or comeback routes that Mari Cooper does well. Run the ball, multiple formations, and pare it down. So, so now you give your offensive line chance to actually run block, keep, mix it up up front, and not be sitting back there in five, seven-step drops. I think half his problem was when you get a $230 million quarterback, you naturally, in your mind, you want to see $230 million plays. Like, so you want to see deep outs, verticals, touchdowns, deep balls everywhere. But that's not necessarily what it's going to be best conducive for him to get it on the roll. You see when he gets in rhythm, you throw the ball, dink, get hit guys under, underneath. And what happens is now that helps your receivers. That helps the offensive line and pass blocking. And now all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson has confidence moving yeah. forward. And you could always add stuff to the playbook. I is think it, they pared it down a little bit. Isn't it funny that he had by far his best game without Nick Chubb? Well, yeah. that's where I was going to go. And I kind of touched on this in the column I wrote last night, but, and not to steal a topic Mikey might want to use later in the week, but do, I don't think we know what this offense really is going to look like in a post Nick Chubb world. I, I, I was asking guys on the offense yesterday, do you know what this looks like? And I got a lot of, I don't know. I guess we're going to find out because the running game wasn't great yesterday, which is fine. It didn't no, need it was, to be. It was actually bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but so they compensated for it. I think a little bit with a little bit, what you was saying, a lot of quick outs, a lot of quick hits, get guys in space. I, the, the Elijah Moore thing, they're cr- trying to crowbar him into this playmaker. Yeah, it's not working. I haven't seen it yet. Not yet. They've tried to line him up in the yeah. backfield. It's not there. They, the end of rounds that they're running with Elijah Moore, I, just give it to Goodwin. Like, that was a Schwartz play last year. He can't catch it down the field, so just pitch it to him and give it to him in space. Sure. Do that with Marquise Goodwin. But they keep, they're trying this with Elijah Moore, and, and I'll give it a few more weeks. We'll see. But it's, it hasn't clicked yet. It's still early. But I just don't know because the greatness – I was talking to Zach about this yesterday. The greatness of Nick Chubb is – on first and 10, it's what should be a two-yard gain. He makes it a four-yard right. gain. Yep. If he's hitting the backfield, what should be a TFL, he gets three out of it. So Absolutely. it's not second and 12, it's second and, and nine. And he'll give you the occasional what could be a four-yard run to the house. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. reverses yes. field as now, well as any. Ford can give you that. He can. Ford's going to hit home runs, but he's not the guy who's going to run between the tackles and give you tough yards that you didn't see coming. Yeah, I agree. That part's gone. So how do you adjust to that now? And how do you how does this offense compensate for it? I don't think we really know the answer to it yet. Yeah. But it's just something to, to keep an eye on. By committee. Yeah. Uh, Strong got some carries. Hunt got some carries. I think the, the, the ultimate answer to this question for me, anyhow, is like you. There were a lot of things. Um, the play calling absolutely was better geared towards Deshaun's strengths mm-hmm. and to what they had as their weakness. We don't have a running game. So we've got to do this. So I thought Stefanski on the fly uh, rolled 
the absolute perfect game plan out for this game. But I'm not I'm not going to sell Deshaun Watson short. I don't care what the game plan was. It was his accuracy. Yeah. He was throwing the ball exactly where he wanted to throw it all day. Again, 27 of 33. Go back and look at the tape. The misses were almost all throwaways mm-hmm. and he had the Pierce or the uh the four drop early in the game. Outside of that, Deshaun Watson put the football where he wanted it and where it needed to be on virtually every throw, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. If we continue to see that, now, there, in some of those instances, there was plenty of space between the defensive backs of the Titans, which, by the way, were worse than I thought they were. I, I had them lowly ranked coming in only because I hadn't seen them and I was going off where they ranked in the NFL. After watching them for four quarters yesterday, they're lost. They've got some problems. They're lost, and Vrabel knew it. Vrabel knew early on this is going to be a long day because his guys were in the wrong place. When they were in the right place, they weren't physically able to make the plays. There was a lot of space for Watson to throw. That said, there were eight or ten balls where he threw into tight coverage, and he threw it where only his guy could caught it, catch it, and they usually did. So, yeah. you know, Stefanski play calling, yes. Conditions were great, but... I give I give the vast majority of this credit to Deshaun Watson's accuracy on the field yesterday. Mike, one last thing real quick. I wonder if they're on the Nick Chubb thing. I wonder if there is some not obviously you're not happy that Nick Chubb's not there, but some sense of of relief that he's like, I don't need to rely on the running game. I can't. Yeah. So there there's maybe a freedom knowing they're gonna throw the ball more. That he yeah. doesn't worry, have to worry about every pass because he knows he's going to get more opportunities Maybe. than in a game with Nick Chubb. It kind of reminds me of, and, and we couldn't answer it, but it kind of reminds me of when Odell Beckham Jr. would go out for the Browns and Baker would look like a, it's an all-pro. It's the Ewing theory, the Bill Simmons-Ewing theory. Yeah, I mean, the star takes up a lot of oxygen in the room. And, and Bull, you might be right. Now, all that being said, yeah. there will be times this year. You'd still rather have oh, Nick Chubb than not this have him. Uh, yeah. Where they're going to look down the sidelines and they're going to fret not no having number 24. Yeah. No, I'm not saying they're point, better off yeah. without him You know, him what all. is the NFL? Just, yeah. it's, a, it's a game of adjustments week to week. Yeah. 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 Now, 31 other teams will look at this tape and see what the Browns are doing without Chubb. Yeah. And at some point, this team is going to have to find a running game. And if he's not currently on this roster, we learned this. This defense is great enough. Where to your point last week, they, if the if the running back is currently said. in the room, yeah. they better go get him. I stand by what because I said this, last week. The iron's hot, yeah. and we've got to strike now. Yeah. Go ahead, One buddy. thing that we didn't touch on with Watson, real quick, that we asked, what's the most impressive thing? Obviously, accuracy was beyond impressive. His right. Completion percentage over expected, phenomenal. Eighty-two. You got something phenomenal. else that was the most impressive? Yeah, I think actually to me the most impressive thing of what we saw from Deshaun yesterday was his ability to rebound. Now, they get the field goal on the opening drive, and then later in the first quarter we have the what-the-heck-are-you-doing play. He throws it backwards. He followed that up immediately with his best throw to date of the season. It was a pass interference call down the left sideline to Amari Cooper. Yeah, He gets hit, late hit. You're right. Roughing the passer. Gets right back up, and that kind of clicked on Superman version of Deshaun Watson. There were so many times yesterday, especially early, where I thought Deshaun Watson could have crumbled, reverted back to Pittsburgh Deshaun, even week one Cincinnati Deshaun, 2022 Deshaun. That never happened. Right. Anytime he got hit, made a bad throw, whatever the case was, he came back the very so you're, next you're play. You're saying mental toughness I thought the mental toughness been. he displayed yesterday, to me, All right. was even more impressive than his 82% completion percentage, his accuracy, which is, as Jason alluded to, 
it's been the most accurate game any quarterback's had this entire season. And I thought that was second most impressive so behind how toughness. mentally tough he was yesterday. All right. I, I, I'll buy that because— Yeah, but there's nothing not to like about his game yesterday. No, there really <laughs> isn't. Now, here's what I desperately want to see, and we need to see it. We need to see Browns down 17-14, yeah, comeback. fourth quarter. Maybe we see it against the Ravens. And he takes the team 80 right. yards on a five-minute methodical drive where he's making all the right throws and all the right decisions. His accuracy That's is on fair. point, And they score the game-winning touchdown. That's what we haven't seen yet from him that we need to see. But outside of yeah, that... Yeah, because they were never behind. You never, I watched game the game. Never never it never felt like a game to me. I'll, yeah. tell, you, I'll tell you when yeah, I felt it, like... It, Tennessee missing the points before half... I was just going to say that. Was, I think that was a game That's turner. That's the end of the game. That could be 13-10. to 10. Right well, there. take the field goal. It's take thirteen to six. It's a one possession game, and you get the ball to start the second half. For them to go for it, I thought Vrabel lost his mind to go to even go for it, and then to not double Miles to leave Miles one on one with an overmatched left tackle. Even Miles was surprised. Yeah. I was talking. I, I think even, even if they got surprised. a field goal there, they would no way they would win that uh, game. Well, and I we'll think never know. I think Vrabel felt like we need six, yes. not three. I don't care if we lose by three or twenty. We're right. still going to lose. We need six, but. Take the points, have some momentum going into the half, and I, get the ball. I hear you. I'm saying, half. even if they did get it, even if he made that decision, I still don't think there's any way they would win it. I think the defense. I think, they would I think I think one of the reasons Deshaun also gets a little bump in the bonus is because, the, you know, the defense is coming to him like, listen, hey, we got you. Go play free. Go play free. Look, you, we we're not giving up no points anyway. So think about think about the level of confidence that you have when you know you got a defense that can shut people out. Now you can play within yourself, right? Now you can say, okay, well we don't worry about it much, much because they're not gonna get no points. Those Titans team offensive stats looks like when a great high school football team plays like the 0 and 10 team. Yeah. Or or, or, the, or the Ohio State the against the Mac. It's the Ohio State the, against the Mac. That guys is that for the is that that's the game? for the game. That's the game. Oh, that's hell. for the game. Oh hell yeah! This what this defense. <laughs> I can't on, remember man. who who sent it. I think it was it was Tyvis actually sent a, a stat this morning that was pretty astounding to me, and I hadn't seen. And again, we do have to stress that this is just a three point sample size or a three game sample size, so we don't know for sure. But what Tyvis sent this morning, I, I'm pretty sure you guys saw it, and I, I don't. I hope I can. I hope I can find it. Jay, I got a bunch of stats. You do a read. I'll look for the one that that I read this morning that was just nuts. Perfect. And I have a bunch of advanced stats about the Browns' defense, which has been tremendous. But before we do that, later this week on Wednesday, we'll have our next edition of Behind the Glass. Myself, Earl, Anthony, breaking down anything that's left on the bone from the Browns' dominant win over the Titans. Looking ahead to this weekend's. First place matchup between the Browns and the Ravens. That is behind the glass Wednesday night coming to a YouTube screen or TV screen near you soon. Jay, while you're looking up that stat. I, I found it. You, you Go ahead and do what the business you have to do if you need to get it in now. Well, which stat do you want? Because I have about seven tweets that highlight well, the absolute dominance of this the, Browns defense. Well, this is the one that far. I saw, and I, I thought it was Tyvis. Maybe I just saw this when I was scrolling early this morning. The Browns have allowed an NFL low 3.2 yards per play this season. Just let that sink in. Best by any NFL defense through three games this century, which yeah. goes, obviously goes back to 2020. Yeah. The per play dominance has helped Cleveland force three and outs on 61.5% of opposing drives. Also best by any defense through three games since 2000. Yeah, it's amazing. We, you know, if this continues, I mean, it's hard be to talk- believe it's going to continue at that level. When do we play Miami? Don't. 
We, we don't are. have them this year. No. I thought we had no. them on our schedule no. this year. I was almost hoping we would. I know. Because I, 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 I want to see it. Maybe we'll see them in the playoffs. I want to see it. I'm with you. I want to see that. I was kind of scrolling through. We don't have the schedule post, right? Because I was looking last night. It was like, okay, Baltimore, like Lamar looked good. But that won't be the test. No. And San Francisco, Purdy, okay. Better than what they've seen so far. Better than Tannehill, certainly. Right. Here we go. But, like, where is the game where it's the offensive juggernaut that you look at and say, that's the one? It's not on that slate. 49ers are a good offense. They're good, good, but not elite. Rams will be interesting. See what they are in week three or week 13. But so, I still don't so see it. So this could be a really dominant number-wise. It could be. Defense. We could be talking. Not, those I mean, look at that. Bears. Look at that. I mean, if Burrow's healthy in Week right. 18 and right. they're playing for something, right? Outside of that, I mean, that's I, it. They're not playing anymore. I would really don't have that I juggernaut lo- offense. I would. I want to see this Browns defense. Now we don't know yet. It's three games. We don't no, know. Right. But both. based on what we've seen, no, 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 no. I want to see them. It's not like we have Miami. We know what Miami would be for us. That would be the test. Oh yeah. No, I'm saying we don't even know how good Miami is. And Miami, you know, it's been three games. We you put know. 70 on an NFL team. They, they put up huge numbers. Yeah, but I, by the way, keep in I mind. Thought, my, I thought Denver quit. Miami put up huge numbers in their first three games last week and that last year. Not 70. I, I, and Tua got hurt. When the, Tua's healthy, the, they're legit. Offensively, I would like us to see us play the Chargers, too. The Chargers, I think, when yeah. they got it rolling with Herbert. They, hey, the they Browns are not – there's not a lot of tests for their defense. Their defense should be great all year. Right. Is it going to play to the level it's played the last three weeks? That's hard to believe. Right. Even if they're great. To play to that level is absurd. It's right. It would be the greatest, one of the great, maybe it's, the greatest defense of all time. It's not fair to expect it's, that. It's not fair uh, to expect that realistic. level. But I'm expecting the defense to be very, very uh, good. This the rest slate of the here season. is telling the only, and I was, I had this on my list of things to talk yeah. about today. The only thing missing from this defense, because we, I've killed Miles Garrett because he's not making plays in big spots. Yeah. Forget about that. He did it yesterday. His his sacks yesterday yeah. were all in big moments. They weren't mop up sacks. They right. were huge. But that takeaway number right there yeah. is not indif- di- indicative. Some of that's luck. It is a lot of Some it's of it's luck. There was but a, you the, also have to force your own luck. They they ripped that ball out of. It uh, was on the ground they, three four times. Yeah, they fu- it was fum- there were two official fumbles. Yeah. and they didn't get either they, one. So I think that will take care of itself. Well, that was, that's the only thing I see that the missing. Browns fell asleep on that strip. They thought the play was over. Yeah, JOK ran right by. Just following the ball. JOK. Right. By the way, he was lost I on think that Delpit play. Was but JOK looks like a football player right now. What you mean? He's that, playing with instinct and, and Jim enthusiasm. Schwartz, right, Jim Schwartz. Not a big fan of the riding the the horse uh, we, celebration. We said, I, I liked that. I thought that was good. We said it all summer that this is a if he can't play in this game he can't play in the NFL yeah well he, yeah. we found that he can play because he's yeah. playing really well yeah. uh, this, do we this, credit to Quell at all I'll give, 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 give him credit for it yeah. shout out to Quell uh, Anthony Walker I called him just a guy he They're was playing. a jag I had to apologize Anthony Walker is playing like he never was injured and then just even even Grant Delpit Grant Delpit looked like like I don't know I'm not going to call him Ed Reed or nothing but this dude is is He's not missing tackles. Playing the best football of his career. So far. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know what? There was one in- interesting thing that I wanted to bring up today and um, it, when, as it pertains to the defense. Because it hit me when I was watching them stone Derrick Henry run after run. Have anybody, has anybody on this panel ever seen a, a side of the football turn it around so dramatically in, in the span of last year's Falcons game where they came to the line of scrimmage and yelled, we're running the ball, you can't stop us. And they were gashed for first down after first down after first down. 
to where this run defense is today, the only, less than a full season The later. only thing comparable is when a couple of teams got superstar quarterbacks and then an offense went from terrible to... We've seen that a few times. But they were all-time bad, they, but, and they right now are, are looking but, like they're trending in the direction of all-time good. Yeah, I mean... It, it, listen, obviously, it's not just Schwartz because they did add a lot of talent. Yeah, but it's, I, I it's a that. good deal, Schwartz. I mean, no, but he, it's also the talent. Was, it, it definitely the I talent. I was talking to Miles in the locker room about it, and and I think I mentioned this after week one. I said like this might be the most talent you've had around you, and he and he wasn't dismissing. He was just like, man, we'll see. It's early. Yeah. And yesterday I said it again, and his whole face lit up, like his eyes lit up. Because <laughs> be- now he's he buying believed, it. You he, think? He, oh, for sure. And I and we were talking about like what's different. And he said even when he didn't get there in the past, if he if he got if he brought heat and couldn't quite get there. There was always creases and quarter- room for the quarterback to step up and get away right. and go make a play. No. There's nowhere for the quarterback to go now. When Miles f- flushes yeah. them, he's pushing them right into Z- Zedaria Smith he or, got, or Dalvin Tomlinson or somebody else. Jason, he got triple teamed yeah, I know. on a number of plays. He triple did. teamed. I can't there wait were two to see offensive it. linemen and then a running back coming this in or a BFF tight end. grade is going to be 200. Oh, yeah, it's going to so be through the I roof. was going to say this, for the, but let's talk yeah. about the, the play when he drew the uh, delay of game. And he said, I, when first thing I said to him when I saw him yesterday was, you're just screwing with him, right? He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he saw Pittsburgh do that to him last year with Fryermuth, and Fryermuth was sort of following him all over the field. So he wanted to just see how many guys he could get to, to go with them. And there he saw the play clock was running down. The play clock was running down on the Titans all day. And that was it playing was. to the Browns' advantage, too, because they were timing the snaps because the Titans were running out of time. Miles saw the play clock where it was. It was down to two. He knew they couldn't snap it until they were set. So he just took off to the other side. I'm sorry, it was at five, it looks like. And, and two guys followed him, so then he came back to the other side. They can't snap the ball until they're set, so he's just going to keep moving back and forth. It was chess. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. chess. The Brown- and think about this, guys. For the past, let's just say, two decades, the Browns have arguably been the worst tackling, softest defense in football for most of the last two decades. Is that fair to say? Yes. I guess if you want to if you want to make the sample size that large. I yeah, mean, I mean, the, yes. the numbers are what they are. They, I mean, they've been they terrible. have been st- soft they never tackle this year I, I mean how many tackles have they missed they didn't miss any yesterday did everybody gets hit they go down to your, did you hear i don't know if you watched the whole game last night at the end of the broadcast collinsworth uh and Tariko were talking about kenny pickett and they said kenny had told them how sore and beat up he was coming off that browns well, game they'd call that the most physical collinsworth said that's the most physical game i've seen in a long time yeah and for both sides and uh, by the way we need to point this out uh, Thankfully, no injuries, yeah. unless I missed anything. I don't think there, so. There no I didn't see anyone nope. looking to the x-ray or anything losing afterwards. losing two critical players for yeah. the season in weeks one and two, that was big. I want to make a G. Bush analogy on the Browns defense. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were using generic flour. <laughs> they were using flank steak. <laughs> they were using road salt instead oh, of table God. salt. Oh. And I was preparing the meal, okay? <laughs> I don't cook. This year, they brought in high-grade Kobe beef. They brought in... The best chef in the land. The ingredients are better. The chef is better. And so far, the meal has been all-time great. And so I'm not just saying it's Swartz, because I agree. I think the pieces that they added... Now, I would love to know, in not the PR version of this, I would love to know how instrumental Swartz was in all of the individual pickups that they made. Like, was he going to them saying... This guy plays um, this oh role yeah, in yeah. my defense. We oh, need okay. him. I guarantee because he had to be. There, I, you would think that they would listen to, to him, but I don't know how that went down. I would love to find out. Yeah. But if he was the guy who was singling out, I give me this one. Give me Smith. Give me these players. Yeah. I, I give him even more credit than I'm already giving him right now. 
if he had a voice certainly in the personnel decisions. And I guess that's what I would say. If if you if Jim Schwartz was the coordinator of this defense last year and he had Tommy Togiai in the middle and who was the yeah. other Taven Bryant, they would have been, been better. It would not, it, but it would not look like this. Yeah, no, it, it wouldn't look, look like this. It would, like no, this. No, no it would have been better this. than it was, but it wouldn't have been but, this good. But to that point, Denzel Ward looks like Denzel Ward again. Yeah. Grant Delpit has raised his level of Big play. Time. That is Newsom in a smaller. You know, I mean, I know he's he hurt, yesterday. but Newsom has made plays. Well, JOK looks like a JOK looks like a football This is a testament to management. And, and being a great manager of personalities. A lot of times coaches come in and it's my way or the highway or hey, act like you've been here before or we need to be doing it this way. This is my system. The crazy thing about Schwartz is he came in and he showed you what somebody who's thinking outside the box and, and does not have an ego can do. He says, you know what? Let me show you something, Joe Woods. You had the best defensive player in the league on your team, and you made him line up just right there the whole time. Yeah. Let me show you where I could be innovative. Now, and this is in three weeks. He went viral for the crossover in the middle of the, uh, right. middle of the line. He goes viral again and says, you know what? Let me just go in motion. Yeah. I'm going to go in motion and see how many people is doubling me. That is a testament to somebody who is thinking outside the box, and the reason guys is playing so hard for him is because they got the freedom. They're telling him, yeah. hey, Denzel, you're one of the best cover corners. Go do it. How about the play where they had Miles and Zadarius Smith both on the right side? Brilliant. They highlighted that. Love By it. the way, how about this stat? I don't know. I tweeted this yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw it. I, tweet, I sent it to you guys, but who knows? Miles Garrett had more sacks yesterday. Think about this. Miles Garrett had more sacks in 60 minutes against the Titans than every Browns player had for the entire season last year, Ooh. except for Miles Garrett. That's Stunning. crazy. Not only that, if you add up the sacks of everyone else yesterday, yeah. it almost, because I think 3.5 was the number two sack leader last three, year. Three even. Okay, then everybody else yesterday combined, not Miles Garrett, had three sacks. So it's not just Miles that's eating. Everybody's eating, and we talked about this when Schwartz came on. One of the things he loves to do is come at you in waves, fresh legs. How many plays did Wright make yesterday? Look good, Alex Wright. And and that's going to be critical when you get into those, you know, where every blade of grass is defended on the field, and you're in that 15-14 playoff game, and you need fresh legs. You know, you can count on a guy like Wright coming in and standing up and making a big play. Depth is critical when you get to the playoffs. We can go on and on about defense all we want. Obviously, they've been great. You find out how great you are. You, you don't win championships in September. You'll no. f- we'll find out how great the Browns defense yeah. is when it really matters. Yeah. Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve, right? That's, yeah. when, that's when we really – and then into the playoffs. But so far, you can't ask for any more you, outside, of the, outside of not getting turnovers. What's crazy is the Browns are 2-1 and – could easily have been 3 and 0. Should be 3 and 0. Despite the fact that they've lost the turnover battle in every, every game. game. Every and game. by the way, in the second game, even if even if they had not turned it over, that last turnover when Watson fumbled and the Steelers scored the game when he touched down, they would have still lost the turnover battle even if they had won that game. Yeah. Even if that fumble hadn't happened, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That's the only yeah. thing you got to ch- that that's the biggest issue right now. Is the turnover difference. Got to clean it up. You got to start it. forcing them yeah. on defense and you got to take care of it on offense. But Watson did yesterday. That was good. I have some numbers for you guys on this Browns defense. I did a deep dive into the analytics realm of Twitter and found a couple stats that blew my mind, and then I have a question for you guys after. We're going to run through a couple tag boards real quick. Anthony, 
pull we, it up. Are we taking it full? Are we taking it full? We're going to take tag word full. Steve, do me the honors. This is according to PFF. The Cleveland Browns have allowed negative 36 rush yards before contact. That's this season. remarkable. That's in three games. Negative 36 yards rushing before contact. The league average for the other 31 teams is 94.22. That means there's a differential here of give or take 130 yards between the Browns and the league average. I would love to know what the second best team is. I bet the second yeah, best team is. what is the second best? It's got to be positive. It it's probably something positive. Side. I will do some research. I bet you Tennessee. That's absurd. That, yeah, I'm that, telling you, these are the like, best stats the, I could find. These are the types of numbers that aren't – these aren't flukes. Like, I know it's only three games, but – No, but to be that good. Th- that's not human. That's like, again, hanging 70 on an NFL team. I don't care if they quit or not. You don't put 70 on an NFL team. And that's what you do to 1AA teams, and you don't hold teams to those types of rushing numbers in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's 1AA type. Yeah, numbers. now listen, we were uh, – <clears throat> And you did it against Derrick Henry, who's one of the best backs in the league. Yeah. Joe Mixon, who's a good back. I know you don't think he's good, but nah, he's, he's a good back. Pittsburgh's, though. Najee yeah. Harris is a bum. Najee Harris not that good, but Najee Harris and Jalen Warren had a decent game last but night. There, it's it's one thing to be good and, and to play sound defense against yeah, the Yeah, this is another level backs. right now. We're talking about numbers that don't – And, again, that's not going to hold all year. Right. But to be able to do that against NFL teams and NFL running backs, it doesn't matter if they're not elite. These are not numbers that you see. Especially like nowadays, normal. right? Like we talked, we joked about the '85 Bears before, all those, or the Giants teams in the past, yeah. or or those Ravens the teams twenty years Ravens, ago. Right? Nobody plays defense like this anymore. No. no, there's no elite defenses. So if the Browns could play, I'm not even gonna say this level because this level is ridiculous. Yeah, if they could play anywhere close to this level the rest of the season, it could end up being yeah, one of the best the defenses we've seen. From and the they norm. were awful last year. Yeah. The, the, awful. The deviation from the norm in the NFL is usually very tiny. Yeah. When you look at league averages, you don't really see drastic swings plus and minus no. off of that the line league because is meant for it's parity. the average. Yeah. So the fact that I would love to know this. What is the fewest number of snaps a team has allowed in the red zone through any three-game stretch? Well, that's like, this is historic. I'm yeah. guessing it's the '85 Bears. I mean, it might well and be. That was yeah. a different era. I've said yeah. for months, defenses will give you whatever you want between the twenties. It's what you do in the red zone that defines games. The Browns won't even let teams get to the red zone. No, teams aren't even getting to the red zone. Like that just blows everything I've been saying out of the water because you can't even what get to the, the red zone. What is the total number of yards allowed in the first three games? Well, that's that brings me exactly to my next stat here, Jay. This, and don't hit, hit take it up it. yet. Don't take it up yet. Jason said uh, last week that he doesn't really care about yards anymore. It's about what you do in the 20s. Right. So more than ever in the NFL, teams are piling up yards at an unprecedented rate because they're allowing teams to go up and down the sure. field. So this is from Dan Murphy, who works with the Browns. He's one of the PR people for the Browns. The fewest Mike yards says that allowed. As if we don't know who Dan Murphy is. Well, the viewers don't know <laughs> who, don't know who is. Yeah, the viewers don't. Nah, you said Dan, it as if we didn't know. Dan works for the Browns. He's very helpful to us. The fewest yards allowed after three games since 1970. The Buccaneers allowed 430 in 99. The Lions 431 in 1970. And then the Browns this season wow. 491. That is 24 years since the Buccaneers in 1999. And football. Is played quite differently. Absolutely. Yeah. You know how you, you know, know how, it's that big pass that they allowed to. That's what? seventy yards. Well, Seventy-one you, yards. You take that off, and I know you well, can't. And you're, you're number one. Yeah. Yeah, but more importantly, 
you know how like in baseball there's a lot of stats that are like weighted on base percentage. Right. If you did weighted yards allowed yeah, based exactly. on the rest of the league, that's by far the most impressive in the hist- in, in the in my entire life. I covered that 99 Bucks team. Yeah. Okay. And we've talked about all-time great defenses on the show before. The Bears always come up the 85 Bears. Yeah. The Bucks defense from that era because believe it or not, as good as they were in 99, it wasn't that wasn't the best year they had. They would later add pieces like Simeon Rice and some different pieces in the back of the defense for just basically depth that made them even better when they later won the Super Bowl in 03. But my goodness, that defense, we, we know what that defense is. Derek Brooks, Hall of Fame. Warren Sapp, Hall of Fame. Rondé Barber, Hall of Fame. John Lynch, if he's not in, he's going He's in. going in. So, you know, you're taught, when you start comparing this defense to these all-time greats, that's heady stuff. Well, and you, you can't, can't compare them yet. Not yet. You can't compare them Not yet. yet, but we only have three games, and, so that's well, all yeah. we can and, use. And they, and they did it doing a, a, in a very different way. They, they had the Tampa 2, and they did it being dominant in a different way as far as their scheme goes. The, with, with it was the, also a different NFL then. Get back then, Much more now. pass-happy league now. This, what they're doing, if you watch it, they're just, they're, they're just in the backfield. Like, they don't Every ca- play, it's They don't like. care. Like, he's telling them, I don't care about all this other stuff. Attack. Just be in the backfield. And just by you being in the backfield, it disrupts pullers. It disrupts double teams. It, it disrupts anything that you have as far as rhythm, handing the ball off. How do you I, beat that? Because soon the NFL offenses are all going to get together and look for the blueprint. You always hear that. Okay, this is what the Browns do. Someone's going to cook up a game plan. Is it, is it quick two-step drops and get rid of the football? Screens, quick, getting rid of the ball quick. But here's the thing. The, what, what makes the Browns so good is the fact that they got three really good corners. They can cover That quickly. can cover yeah. man-to-man. And they didn't even have yeah. Newsom and, and so that, that, that really helps the front out getting home. And it, really, and it actually just eliminates the run game because you got a big guy like Derrick Henry, 6'4", 240. They understood. Don't let him get it rolling. It's hard to get right. him up to speed. He never hit him before he could even get two, three yards. So it, it's I, just it, difficult. It felt like he only got past the line of scrimmage without getting hit like two times the whole game. I saw yeah. a grid yesterday, and I, I was—I can't find it now. I'd send it to you, Mike, if I could. It was one of those EPA grids, offense, defense. And to your point, you were saying all, most teams are jumbled pretty close together. They are. And on this grid last night that I saw, the, uh, the Dolphins' offense EPA was like at the edge of the grid, and everyone else was back here. The Browns defense was at the top of the grid and everyone else was down here. And yeah. it's just those two are the anomalies, are the outliers. Let's settle this, this in the AFC in. championship game for a trip to the Super Bowl. Miami and Cleveland. Agreed? Agreed? I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on the show, too. Right. I'll tell you what, it's, it's going to be a fun can you AFC imagine? playoffs. It, like, it the, the Jets are done, right? We can we can throw the Jets out. Yeah, they're not yeah. going anywhere. They're done. Chiefs aren't going anywhere. The Bills, by the way, if, bad, I, if anybody way. didn't think the Bills they're were there, the Bills yesterday looked like the Bills. Well, two weeks in a row. The Chiefs now look like the Chiefs. We're waiting now, the for the Bears Bengals are, the to Bears stand are hideous. Up. I don't know. The Bengals made a big mistake looking back now. I mean, I you know, they made a big mistake in playing Burrow to start the season. That was a huge yeah. mistake. I, we saw there was, I they think it was sat ESPN him and the percentage chances that each team in the North has of winning yeah. the division. And they made one colossal mistake. Well, it's and computers. Is, I, mean, it's I not, know it is, yeah. but the, this is where, this is, and I used to argue with the analytics people that use strictly the computers for yeah. this kind of stuff. If you want to go ahead and call the Bengals your run-of-the-mill 0-2 and, 
and you want to give them an 8% chance of winning the division. That's insane. That is absolutely well, egregious. if Burrow can't get healthy, they're well, not going to win the computer doesn't know that. Yeah. The computer isn't yeah, factoring Burrow, that if in. If Burrow doesn't get healthy, they're done. Yeah. But we get, there's a lot of football. They, were, they started slowly last year. They yeah. were 2-3, and three, weren't yeah. they? They were 0-2 and 2-3, and, 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 and they started 0-3 in the division. Yeah, so I'm sure last year yeah. the computer at 2-3 and three gave the yeah. Bengals a single-digit percent chance of winning it. Yeah, it's not over. we know what they did. We know It's not over. Listen, don't kick the Ravens are 2-1. They had a bad loss. The Steelers. I'm st- you know, I, they Steelers played well yesterday. Very, Steelers aren't very good. They're I don't think very they're good. very good either, but you, they find ways to win, as we always know. They yeah, they right? so the Bills are good. More? The Dolphins look great. Wow. I mean, That's progress. Did you see what Bull just did there? What? what? Well, Steelers I don't think they're away. good, but they find they ways find to win, as we always know. Especially when they go up against idiot coaches like Josh McDaniels, who I'm going to kill tomorrow for what he did. Go ahead, Mike. I have two more stats I'm going to combine into one here for the sake of making sure we get everything in. So far this season... The Browns have only allowed 21 total first downs in three games. That's seven per game. What team do you think has allowed the second fewest and how many? Dallas. Incorrect. They didn't play great yesterday. San Francisco. Uh, That was the biggest stunner for me in week three was Dallas, uh, Arizona. 49ers? Yeah, I'd say 49ers. It is Buffalo, who is averaged, uh, not averaged, who has allowed 41. So that's 20 more. 20 more than the Browns? I'm going to say this again, and this is going to bring up the next stat. The Browns have allowed 21 first downs. Second in the oh. NFL is Buffalo, who's allowed 41, which is 20 more than the Browns have allowed. And to remind you again, the Browns yeah. have only allowed 21, which brings us to this next stat. Well, but let me just Shield. follow up on that, Mike, for a sec. Is it Okay, go ahead. Put the other stat, and then I'll... Just let me give you the stat, and then yeah. you can follow how you want. Yeah, this more. is from Shiel Capania of The Ringer. The three single best defensive performances <laughs> of the NFL season, based on success rate. How about the Browns in week one? The Browns yesterday. Wow. And the Browns against Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. Yeah. These are the three best out of every game played in the NFL this year. Uh, the Jim Schwartz era in Cleveland is off to a pretty is damn good start. You guys. Think about the 21 first downs for a second and put it in this perspective. That's seven per game on yes. average, right? Two per quarter. Less than two per quarter. Le- right. Less than two per quarter. You're not winning many There games are that way. many, many NFL drives. Not games. Many NFL drives that have more than where two. a team gets seven first first downs in a drive. Yeah, I mean it's it, mathematically it's possible, but I would, well, with okay, m- many's too strong. Yeah, it happened. It there happens. are certainly two possessions yes. where you get seven first downs all the time. Yes, yes. all the time. Yeah, and they haven't. They're averaging giving that up for an entire game. This is eye popping stuff. And their time of possession is just ridiculous. <clears throat> it was. It's been it ridiculous. Two to one yesterday ish, I think. Now for two of those games, we had Nick Chubb, which yeah. helps you two clock. Yesterday, no, I know it was just I, as dominant. Yeah, and, 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 and by the way, still ran it a lot. There were a lot of rushing attempts. Yeah, yeah. they just didn't run it effectively. Uh, it just it's kind of off the beaten trail, but yeah. I, I think they're using Elijah more like. Um, like a, like like a short passing game for a run game. Like he had, I think he had like nine catches last night. Or he had that, nine catches. Nine catches catch all his targets. They were all 15, short. Yeah, three yards. I think it's like the West Coast game, just using that as an extension in the run game if they don't have him. So we said we haven't seen Elijah Moore. I think his role may evolve into that. I know. I think we have seen him, but I expected big play Elijah Moore. Yeah. I I didn't expect dink and dunk Elijah Moore, and that's what we've got. By the way, getting back to the defense on the first downs, it's going to be fascinating. Again, we'll spend more time later in the week. It's going to be fascinating because the Browns have never beaten Lamar. They're 0-4 against them. It's going to be a good game. The Browns did win a game once when Lamar got hurt early Mm -hmm. in the game, but Mm -hmm. when Lamar's played the whole game against the Browns, 
He's four and zero against them. So uh, Browns, a great step. Bull. Browns are two and a half point favorites. I think yes, they opened. They, by the way, they were no. They were a one and a, I was looking ahead to the line before the game. The yeah. Browns were a, a one and a half or two point dog, and then it's by by last points? night. Well, yes. the Raven the Ravens wow. just dribbled. Ravens all down didn't their play chest. well. And the I, Browns I, played great. I, I didn't see. Any I of that watched. Game. I watched the end of that game. Most of the fourth uh, yeah, quarter of that was, game. Yeah, they, and I have got to tell uh, you. Yeah, I saw the whole. I went to it as soon as the Browns. They were, were playing. You know, I don't want it. You want. You take it. No, I don't want it. You yeah. take it. It's going to be a testament to the, to the Browns defense and how they deal with a really mobile, scrambling quarterback. Does this work like against a, a guy that can? Yeah, because you can over pursue because you haven't had defense. You think about it. You had Joe Burrow who was coming off the hamstring, so he wasn't looking to run. Yeah. And Pickett and and Tannehill are statues. Yeah. So they haven't faced any kind of athletic quarterbacks at right. this point. So That's first a very good point. I can Got tell you this, point. and we'll review, reveal more later in the week. But Lamar Jackson has only played a Jim Schwartz-led defense once in his career. Hmm. And I'll tell you how that went later. I don't think it went That's well. That's what you call a tease in the business. Ah. And before we get to a PCC read. And a poll question that I know we're all excited to hear the answers of. I've got to tell you who brings us the poll, and it is our dear friends at PCC Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and the signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We asked our YouTube community tab. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What defense is better? The 2023 <laughs> Cleveland Browns Here we go. or the 1985 Chicago Bears? Sure. I mean, before you answer it, Mike, think about the insanity I get it. We know who's going to win. We right. should try and guess the percentage. Yes, that's what we're doing. Seventy. You know what? No. Prisoner of the moment. I'm going to say 60-40. They're going to say that the, it's, it's – it, I'm going to give them credit. 85-15. 85 bears. I'm saying – is all. That's the yardstick. I'm so, saying 93% Browns. Now, what percentage of our fans weren't even born in 1985? Mm, so, we can't – A decent lot. percentage. Got to be old suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It was almost 40 years ago. Oh, I'm yeah. saying hey, – man. Oh, man. I feel old now. Um – I'm Remember saying 93%. G, what's your guess? Remember Wait, you're getting Bowl. 93% Browns? Yeah, yes. 87. I said 85. I'm going 60-40 Browns. You're giving, giving them way too much credit. I am, <laughs> but I'd like to think that they're smart enough to say it's three games. Yeah. But I, you know. Before I tell you the results, I'm going to read a couple comments real okay. quick. Uh, this one from, comes from Justin K. Link. What a dumb question. The 85 Bears did it for a whole season and won the Super Bowl. There okay. we go. <laughs> uh, Andrew Bean says, different eras, it's hard to say, but this defense is really fun to watch. Wow. <laughs> there, and there you go. Uh, on cue production, it's too early to tell. Sly, 0422s. Okay, let's knock it out of hand. That defense won the okay. Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Uh, really yeah. got motion. Says, imagine the 85 Bears trying to stop an RPO, though. Singletary's head be spinning in circles. <laughs> 
Single and then uh, this one kind of gives away the. I'm not gonna read that one because it gives away the revolt. Yeah. Uh, result. Chris Antle says this is such the dumb, ridiculous question. I haven't accomplished Good. anything yet. No kidding, Chris. That was the point. And I'm the gonna... answer: fifty-seven percent said the Cleveland Browns. Oh, this fifty-seven. Year. With the, with the, right. Wow. Look who's in tune with the chat wow. now. Look, oh, Mr. Anti-chat. Yeah, find that one right. By the way, it's speak, one of them. Speaking of Jay, <laughs> while you're on the roll. All right, get the camera on me here for a minute because we have to have something happen right now on this show that has never happened in the history of the show. Uh-oh. Everybody flip-flops once in a while, but I am, I am predicting that Jay will pull off the never-before-done one-week double flip-flop. It's happening right now. One week ago today, Jay said Miles Garrett was better than TJ Watt. Six days ago today... Jay said T.J. Watt was better than Miles Garrett. Are you flipping back to Miles Garrett? No. Oh, not come yet. on. Not come yet. Come on. So I got a piece of it. I wish I, I wish I would have printed it. Is that, oh. like, is that like the triple indie? Yes. I got, it's exactly I like got, the triple indie. In fact, when I looked at the numbers, mm. I, I realized that perhaps us saying that Miles was better all along might have been a little homerism. The, a, the, the analytics numbers, community would disagree. No, the numbers. If you were to the put analytics are numbers. the numbers, the stats of T.J. Watt next to Miles Garrett, and I put a cover over the name, it's 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 T.J. Watt. Not if you look at the the smart stats. What's the smart? The stat? analytics, all these hey, stupid. Wait, things, all, all, what, and I don't know what they're called. <laughs> CPOE and DPOJ. By the, by the way, <laughs> by the way, really quick. DPJ, <laughs> JOK. Yeah, all of those. They all. McNuggets. The numbers are really crazy, guys. 3,600 people in the yeah. chat today right now. I know. Woo! Big, big, big numbers. Big Let's numbers. go. That's wait, not wait, enough. Wait, Get us wait. to 4,000. Let me ask you all right now. Just take a moment. Yeah. Take a moment. Enjoy it. Hit the like button right now. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. we collect it? Let's try to break the record for the most likes in one show. It's one of y'all. It's, if it's, you're it's, in it's, the stat. If you're in here, are in the chat? it's 3,600. So if you're in here. Let's go. We should have thirty six. We, we should at least have thirty six hundred likes. G right? Bush, I got Find a question the like for you and, and you specifically only, as the king of the Kool Aid, as the king of the blue raspberry. What has a more dominant hold on this city right now? The Cleveland Browns defense or UCSS on the media market in post game shows and day oh, after reaction shows? Uh, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they they would take Cleveland Browns over people's parents. The, oh, the yeah. children, like... I mean, and, and put it this way. If you took all the people that are in the chat right now and put them in Cleveland Brown Stadium, it, it would probably fill the first row all the way around the no, no, I'm not saying can we fill up the stadium. I'm saying what's more dominant through three weeks of the season. Oh, definitely the show. Our strength yeah. 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 on the yeah. Yeah. media market yeah. Yeah. in yeah. post-game shows <laughs> and or the Browns defense. I think Browns are a very a close if you If you're a beat writer, if you do radio... Come on over here. We get you some views. Just stand beside us. Stand beside us. Let me just say that there's a reason why midday radio ratings are tanking in the city of Cleveland. Hey, we also should point out that our Friday, it, in week two of our Friday WKYC show oh, yeah. was a big success. I think we all felt after Friday's show, I got a lot of feedback, which I didn't get from week one for whatever reason. I heard from a lot of people that they watched the show on Channel 3. That's right. And the ratings show it, baby! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.